Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. It's your boy Ant Wright, along with Maddie Matt. What up, dog? How you doing? What up? What up? What up? It's, it's good to be back. Another week, another podcast. You know, doing putting in the work, or I guess it was light work, really, because you get to watch all these basketball okay. games. But it, it's been fun so far, for sure. Sure, we have the podcast more though. We, have, we do have the podcast. We, more. we could low key do like once a day for like 20 to 25, 30 minutes. Because there's so much going on, especially with like basketball. Yeah. Because there's like games all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Um, speaking of basketball, did you see that George, Georgetown lost today by four to American University? Dude, what? I mean, what's uh, uh, Ewing's got to get out of there. I mean, you ain't got to get out of there. I mean, like there is that program has now turned into negative momentum. They, I don't even think they had momentum in the first place when they hired him. And it, they, they just like, I mean, that's so, it's so sad too. Cause like, it's a Ewing coming back to his alma mater. Like you think of Georgetown, I think you're supposed to think of like Pat Ewing, maybe Allen Iverson, but like, it's kind of like, it kind of sucks. Right. Cause like that should be one of the better schools for college basketball, especially where they're positioned, right? So yeah, like if man, if if you grew up in the '90s, like Georgetown was one of the coolest programs. Like, go back and watch those '90s basketball movies. Go go back and watch them. They're always dropping yeah. Georgetown. Oh man, I'm trying to get that Georgetown scholarship. Oh, you going to Georgetown? Oh, because like that was the that was the spot. That was the spot. That was the place to be. That was where you knew that you were that dude when you got a Georgetown letter, bro. And I, and it's, hey, it's not I, like that. And, I, I got a comparison for you. All right, you ready? Okay. All right, G- Georgetown is to college basketball as is Nebraska is to football. Was but Nebraska the prob- ever cool, though? Nebraska wasn't cool, but they won in the 90s. They were, like, the team, right, in the 90s, and then, like, slowly fell off. The thing with Georgetown is that people can argue with, I guess, like, they're in a much more fertile recruiting. Yeah, maybe Miami. Miami. I think Miami's actually more apt. But, yeah, it's, like, either Miami or Nebraska football is Georgetown basketball. But, like, like, I don't think Nebraska because they didn't really have, like, the urban connection, you know? Right, yeah. There's no, yeah. They're not like, uh, they're not sitting like Nebraska isn't sitting in like uh, one of the five best recruiting, you know, places for their sport. Right, right. right. Yeah. But like the, but like the swagger, like the type of, uh, the type of, um, just like you know what I mean. Just, just like the aura around the program it was like, yo, I want that. You know, that was for me. That was Georgetown, and to see them out here. Did you? They almost lost to LaSalle when they were up yeah. by twenty-five. LaSalle came back and tied the game. Yeah, they're they're like they don't play like a like a single style. They they don't have like a style that they play. They just play bad. Um, when I watch them, <laughs> it's just bad basketball. The problem is, is they actually have a couple talented players, so they get by by playing awful basketball. But they're, they're, like on defense, there's no, there's obviously no cohesion. On offense, you know, there's no, there's no really like complementary pieces. They don't work together clearly. There's no system in place that helps them be better than you know, you know what they are individually as players. Like, and it's been this way for the last three years at Georgetown. Um, you look, you look at uh, was it Wahab? Judas um, Wahab left Maryland. Yeah. Left Maryland for this, and Maryland is out here taking bodies. Didn't kicking butt? Didn't Maryland get a Georgetown big? No, they got a Georgetown guard. I think Donald guard. I think Donald yeah, Perry yeah. came from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! It's just it is. It's it's just it's just amazing to see what happened to that program. Um, let's let's talk about the news that kind of dropped. A couple hours ago with Michigan, Michigan State, the whole tunnel incident. And mm-hmm. they had, I believe, I believe seven players. Seven players. Seven yeah. players. How, what was your immediate reaction behind that? I think my immediate reaction with a lot of people's immediate reaction, which was good. 
Um, like I know my friends texted me because I, I get texts. Everybody texts me about like big sports things. Um, so my friend group, they're all Indiana fans. Just text me. They're all like good. Right. I, I think that's the sentiment around the country. If you're not a Michigan state fan, it's like they saw what happened on video and clearly, I mean, even if the Michigan player was antagonizing them, like it's, you should still never resort to violence in that situation. Um, I mean, other than like pushing, like a little bit of pushing or whatever, then that's fine. But like, you know, throwing punches, holding people back, you know, breaking their nose, like clearly and like seven on like it's just it was out of pocket and um, illegal, obviously. So, again, they were charged with uh, was aggravated assault um, and uh, rightfully so. I, I'm going to go the other way. I'm seven is a yeah. bit much. I think that's a bit overkill. Uh, I'm not sure how charges, how charges impact someone's like, like, is that going to pop up in five or six years? Like it's going to be Googleable, right? (laughs) It's going to be, but in terms of like their record, like what does that look like? Here's what I'll say. And you know what? I'm, I might get pushback. I, I really don't care. So Seven people, seven people got got charged. One of them is felony, uh, and I believe it is six misdemeanors. Mm. So Kari Crump or Kerry Crump, not sure how you pronounce his first name, got the felony of felonious assault. And you have Itavion Brown, right. Angelo Gross, Dustin White, Brandon Wright, and Zion Young. Uh, each got the one count of mm-hmm. aggravated assault, which is are, are all misdemeanors. Jacoby Winman got one count of assault and battery as a misdemeanor. Um, a little much, a little much. I I would say, hey, look, if you wanted to bring charges against Crump, okay, but still I would expect that to be reduced. Um from this, I don't expect any jail time, and there shouldn't be, in my opinion. Yes, it was bad, mm. but are we really trying to put a, put some kids in prison after a frustrating football game? And no. And I just think that, you know, at worst, like at worst, like a couple of these guys get – you know they have to like com- like com- community service, right? Um, I think the five of them with the with the one count and the misdemeanors, yeah. that should all be just dropped. And if they and or they want to like plead guilty and but still like pleading guilty, um, like that that also stays on the record. So they could have something like they plead guilty and then with them with like good with like uh, good behavior for the next six months, it gets wiped off. Right. And that's, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no community. Service. That's what I'm hoping to like, I, I did like, like these dudes shouldn't have their lives ruined over this. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think they should have been charged now, whether they, you know, whether it holds up um, in court and uh, you know, all that that's that's a whole different issue but like i i do think that there should have been a, like, like i do think there needs to be obviously um se- not severe but like i'm not i mean not extreme but like there should be serious punishment for this right i think th- like the problem for them is they're getting they're already suspended from the team i mean yeah but like but like that, there need to be more than that like i think if the good like like what you said like if they get like community service um, you know, and then three months of good behavior, it gets wiped off the record. Like, I think that's the perfect, like, amount. But, like, they do, they need to do something other than just get suspended from the team, um, in my opinion, because it, it was a terrible look for not just the university, but for, like, college sports in general. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you're looking at, you just don't want, you like, honestly, like, you just want this to just, like, just be done with. And, the, the whole thing is just a really bad situation. And um, 
And yeah, like if Crump were to get like, you know, 20, 20 years, 20 hours of like community service and then, you know, but like move from like a felony to like a misdemeanor. And I know the helmet thing is really, really bad. And like, that's kind of where that's why it, it was a felony. Cause you know, he like hit the dude with the helmet multiple times, I believe. Um, but still, but still, you know, given the yeah. context of everything, I still think that, you know, like that's, that's, that should still be, you know, bumped to um, a misdemeanor, especially if he's had a track record mm. where like, where like he's not, um, if he doesn't have like a violent past, right. If this is strike one, as well, like you know, hey, go ahead and drop this down. Now, if there's been a pattern that comes up, like hey, when he was in in high school, these things happened. When he was at this school, these things happened. If he did something over the summer, mm-hmm. and then now this happens, okay, we need to have a serious conversation about hey, we need to intervene here and kind of say hey, look, this was the last road. You know what I mean? But. If if he, if he has a clean record and he's you no, know, you know, or maybe like one other minor thing, you know, people get into stuff all the time. It's just a matter of you get caught. I'm pretty sure you've done something illegal, just didn't get caught, you know. So it just comes down to um, it comes down to his record, where he's at. I'm I'm also wondering like how they're they're going to go about this, whether it's trying to get like. A guilty if if they're gonna go like hey I'm gonna plead guilty to like really really lesser charges or are they gonna leave it up to a judge or a jury or something like that I'm not really sure how that works. Mm. But yeah, I don't I don't know how that works either. I'm not a legal expert, but uh, they definitely they're like yeah I think obviously crunk. Um, probably deserves to be seriously punished, but for the helmet things, but like it's such a touchy subject too. So again, I'm I'm not going to act like I'm an expert. I just, I'm glad that there was something that came out of it more than just suspensions. I think they, you know, they needed to be an example set. Yeah. I got you. I got you there. Um, all right. So let's talk, let's talk big 10, big 10 basketball, bro. Cause we are in a time where there's games every day, every day. Yes. And I just getting straight up spoiled, straight up spoiled with how much, with how much basketball there is just every day. Like today, um, Ohio state and Wisconsin already played and we got Indiana, Michigan, Northwestern playing an Auburn team. Hey, Northwestern can win that game. Northwestern could win that game. I'm telling you. Uh, then you, then you got uh, Minnesota and UNLV. Um, Northwestern beat a pretty tough, pretty tough uh, Liberty team uh, yesterday, yeah. and you know, they're going to go into this game against against an Auburn team who's ranked 13th right now. They are undefeated. Um, they're playing good basketball. Uh, most of their games are by double digits, except South Florida by eight. If Chris Collins wants to get to an NIT, I think an NIT saves him. Are are you I think in an agreement? NIT saves him? Are you in agreement? An NIT birth saves him. I think he's fine regardless of whether he gets the NIT or not. What? No. Yeah. Way. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean like I I just think the expectations for Northwestern are so low as a program. Like it's hard to sit there and and and, and look at this team and be like I mean I I think right now with this roster they have their you know and the record they currently have which is 5 and 0 and the teams that they've beaten um I think they're on you know on track. They should be all these teams. Maybe Liberty should have been a little bit closer. But like I, I do think I'm looking at the rest yeah. of the Big Ten. It's kind of like with the roster he has and the players he's got on, on his team. Like I don't expect them to win a ton of games in the Big Ten, so I don't expect them to really, you know, be in the running for for a, a tournament at the end of the year. Again, they they still have to play 
Auburn. They probably should play, you know, should probably beat Pitt. Um, and then they got to play, you know, Michigan State next game. And then uh, DePaul, they'll probably lose DePaul as well. So um, they could, they could, they beat, could DePaul. beat DePaul, they but they beat- probably won't. I get, it's like when I look at like a Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, um, those three teams, Michigan, I don't know about Michigan, but those three teams, the bottom, Michigan is so bad Michigan, right now, Michigan's so bad right now, but I still, they still have room to improve and the talent on that roster will still win a couple games, even if they stay where they're at now. Right. But it's like Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern. I'm just thinking about them having to play two games against Indiana, two games against Illinois, two games against Michigan state, two games against Iowa, like these, these teams are not going to be able to pull those wins out. They're just the level of competition in the Big Ten um, is so uneven, especially towards the bottom. It's really high right now. Yeah, it's really it's it's really high right now. And like I'm looking at I'm looking at just you know, like just my little power rankings where I have Ohio State at seven. Ohio State just beat Texas Tech by seven, but they dominated that whole game in my opinion. Um, and then Ohio yeah. State also beat Cincinnati by damn near 30 points. Then you have Wisconsin, yeah. who just <laughs> played one of the ugliest basketball games I've ever seen. But they just beat Dayton by one, scoring 43 points. The oh, player, my God. The player so bad game, to watch. The player of the game had 13 points on 16 shots. He was three for 16. Oh, it's just one of those films that like you don't even want to watch. You don't even watch. You don't. You don't want to watch this game because that's just disgusting. But then you have Rutgers, who is is playing teams close without McConnell, without Mulcahy, like two very important players for them. Mulcahy, who we believe is one of the best guards in the Big Ten. They have McConnell, yeah. the reigning de- defensive player of the year in the conference, yeah. and they're still co- and they're still competing. They're still competing, and I think that's huge. But sorry about the tangent. Let's go back to you were saying Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota. They're, they just look bad. And again, I think Minnesota's still without Jamison Battle. They're I still believe. without Jamison Battle. Yeah, so it's kind of like you know Minnesota's not their best player. Nebraska is Nebraska. Northwestern. Sam Greasel. Uh, uh, yeah, but like, hey, they're still so bad. Like, he's fun to watch, but like, again, like, that's the thing is that Nebraska and Northwestern, I mean, Northwestern has the goat, Boo Booey, and then you have Sam Gressel on, on, on <laughs> Nebraska. Like, they have good players on those teams. It's just like the level of play, um, the continuity of those teams, like, they're just, Miles behind and Minnesota with Jameson Battle. They're miles behind Michigan, you know, that, you know, is fully functioning and Jet Howard's paying attention on defense. They're miles behind Rutgers and Wisconsin and Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah. Yes. 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 I believe so. I believe so. Um, thoughts on. Thoughts on what you've seen from Indiana? Because you know that I've been high on Indiana. I thought that, that Xavier team. Yep. That Xavier team that they play, people are like, I'm like, that Xavier team, number one, pretty darn talented. Fremantle and Nunji could have given TJD a lot of problems. And TJD acted like, hey, F you. I'm a first-team All-American. <laughs> yeah, he shrugged them off so easily. Yeah, and, and they, he just – he played like – I didn't see that last year until late, and he's picked up exactly where he's left off. Um, seeing what Malik Renew has been able to do, they don't have to play Race Thompson if they don't want to. They don't mm-hmm. have to do it, and I'm a big race guy, but I didn't like the way that he started this year. Very lackadaisical, very entitled, I felt like. Very, hey, I've arrived, so I'm going to take my foot off the pedal type of deal. Do that if you want to. There's a freshman right behind you who's going to take all of your minutes. And it looks like Woodson doesn't care if that happens. (laughs) He is all for it. You saw them finish a game without Hood Shafino always in. It was 
your boy Galloway, right? It was mm. yeah. They had options. They've never had options before. And I thought that was huge. This Xavier team, coached by former Arizona coach Sean Miller, is going to the NCAA tournament this year. That is a legit NCAA tournament team. I don't know where they're going to finish in the Big Ten. They have a they have a shot. They have a shot to finish in the top three or four, in my opinion. I think I do think Creighton's on a whole another level. Yeah. They only have five players who are worth a damn. But if Creighton is if Creighton has some injuries, who know? And they and they fall off a, a few times. Xavier can contend in that league. Um, but yeah, that Xavier win is being scoffed at by a lot of rival fans. Don't. Because I would say major chance, major chance that the other 13 teams lose that game because of that environment and those players. They played a veteran, hungry, thirsty Xavier team. A lot of people thought that, oh, Indiana's about to be humble tonight. But they did a lot of humbling. And they did a lot of growing in that game. Xavier Johnson, yeah. was he good? He was good. Was he a headache for some fans? He was a headache. But <laughs> he's got to learn from that, and he's got to get better. Right? He's got to get better. Um, and yeah. you know, can he be the point guard on a team that, in my opinion, if the, if the bracket's right, they can get to a Final Four to a final four and you as an Indiana mm-hmm. fan I know you're sitting there and you are creaming your shorts but just know that just know that like, <laughs> like this team with Xavier Johnson um, with how their bigs are with the talented freshmen uh, they were able to like they they kind of put proof to the pudding this is why teams are high on us this is why this is why we're at where we are in the preseason rankings. This is why we're in this spot. And I think they need to show that one more time for people to be like, okay, you've arrived. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, like, like I, I, Indiana's got some tests, you know, are, are so, some perfect games up here. Uh, mainly, uh, is it next week or the week after play UNC at home? Um, that's clearly a prove-it game. And UNC's looked definitely beatable so far this year. Um, you've got Arizona, who looks unstoppable. We play them in Vegas. And we play Kansas in Kansas, uh, in Allen Fieldhouse. So there, there's definitely, if you want to watch some games um, where IU is going to be in close, tough games, you're you're in for a treat these next couple weeks. Nice, um, some, hey, you know what? Those are some dope games coming up. Those are some dope. They're great. They're all fantastic. And like, it, it's amazing. Cause like, I was like, okay, Arizona's like, could be hit or miss this year. They look fantastic. Kansas just beat Duke. They look, good. They look really good. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, UNC was obviously undefeated and, and is primed to be knocked off at number one in assembly hall that, you know, number one teams come into assembly hall and don't, don't normally win. So, um, that that'll be fun to watch for sure as a neutral, but I, I want to go back to a couple points about Indiana. Uh, I think you, you glossed over them pretty well. Um, first off for people like knocking on the Xavier win one, they were like 26 or 27th in the votes for preseason. Like they're a top, they're not just like a tournament team. They were like a fringe top 25 team. We went on the road and beat them in a, in a contest in which we only took 12 threes. Okay. We went on the road and beat them. We weren't able to spread the floor. We took Xavier's best punch in the first half. They were shooting like 50% from three in the first half on like, uh, I think it was like 15 or 16 attempts. And we were only down by two at halftime. So we took their best punch at halftime, closed it out in a close game in a raucous environment. Like Xavier is very underrated as far as, as their home court environment goes. And that's a team, again, that was, I think picked preseason to finish second in the Big East ahead of Villanova, by the way, only behind Creighton in the Big East. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that was the preseason. Yeah. I, I didn't they're, know that. They're predicted second. So and like, then also, here's another stat for you here that you probably didn't know. That was IU's first true road game non-conference victory since 2012. 
It has been 10 years since I used one a true road game in a non-con. Oh my god. It was That's the, crazy. They went on the road to Raleigh and beat NC State. That was the year that they uh 2012-2013 team with Oladipo and Seller. You know, they kind of went on the road and, and that that ended up being their team there. Um and the story of that team that year. But um that was the last time um, I used one a true road game. Now, to be fair, they haven't played a ton of true road games in the non-conference. Uh, I mean, like mostly been, I think there was five trips to Duke in that time. Uh, you just don't, you just don't win <laughs> in Cameron. And then I think the the most obvious glaring loss in that is the uh, away loss at IPFW um, and Tom Crean's last year. But other than that, like IU doesn't play a ton of true road games. So to 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 not only just play a true road game against a, a power five team, but to win it um, is, is pretty important for IU. I think the the other the, the most recent non conference yeah. road game they played was um, at Syracuse, that they lost last year. That was the, that's what they lost last year. Oh, that I remember that game. That game was mm-hmm. insane. That game was insane. Uh, let's talk Illinois. Yep. Um, Illinois, you know, they showed how good they can be, and they showed where they need guys to step up and they need guys to really help out. They were able to they, – they, they went down against UCLA by 15. They put in the freshman, Sincere Harris, changed the whole game. I believe from that point on they are like plus yep. like 25 or something like that, and they were able to really – get into them and really get the game back. And, you know, Terrence Shannon was a dude. Like, he was hitting everything. I think he was like – I think he hit like eight threes. He was like eight for nine or something sick like that. Um, and UVA – UVA kind, kind yeah. of took Terrence out of his game, out of what he liked to do and, you know, forced him into a few turnovers. And I'm looking at this game and I'm like, man, you you know who they could use right now? They could use Courtney Rainey. Courtney yeah. Arizona right now. I'm like, man, I thought they were gonna get him too. Like, yo, if they had Courtney Ramey, this team would be, in my in my opinion, they would be complete and they would probably be number one right now. If you have Courtney Ramey at the one and then you're backing up with Sky or Epps, like, whoa, like Jesus Christ. So I think that I think Illinois, yeah. they've gotta get something from some from another perimeter player that's consistent. They don't have a legit number two perimeter player right now. And, you know, RJ Melendez is killing me. So is Matt Meyer. Like, you guys you guys should be better than <laughs> yeah. this. I know Meyer is coming off some sort of, like, back injury. Um, so, like, he's playing a lot to get back in shape. But RJ Melendez, he's killing my narrative because, like, I, I couldn't stop ranting and raving about him. And in the offseason, all off yeah, season, I, I talked about RJ Melendez and Dane Danger. I was like, Look, these dudes are gonna be dudes, and sure enough, Dane Danger's averaging like 17 and mm-hmm. 10 on like 70% shooting or something insane. He's playing well off the bench, only playing about 20 minutes. But RJ, good, I don't think he took this offseason uh, seriously. Uh, I think because he could be a pro. He could be a pro, and I don't see how his body changed. Uh, I don't see any of that. I don't see a change of burst of speed. I don't see the the next level of explosion in his game. Um, it looks he looks very similar to last year, and that's a big letdown for me because I thought he was going to take this year seriously, really work on his body, work on his game, and get to that next level, and. And and that is that in itself, that in itself is killing me because I was so I was so high on him. And Illinois needs a legit number two. They don't need a number two by committee. They can have a committee by like like third option because that's how talented they are. Like they need a legit number two perimeter guy. Number three can be by com- can mm. be by committee. That's fine. Um, but they got to find that dude. Who is, who is going to be consistent at number two because they need they need that for Terrence Shannon because Terrence Shannon, 
he needs to be able to play off the ball a lot because that's where he thrives. But if guys aren't being able to create and aren't able to provide pressure to the defense, Terrence Shannon's life becomes twice as hard. Mm. Yeah, it does. I mean, you, you need Sky Clark to, to step up um, and, and and play better than a freshman, or you need, you know, obviously talk about RJ Melendez. You know, do you think Jaden Epps might be the answer to that? I don't think so, right? He's he's more of an off-ball player as well. Correct? Yeah, Jaden Epps is also more of like an off-ball player. That's why I was like, bro, yeah. like, they need Courtney Ramey. So, like, if they could get Courtney Ramey, I think that – that solves a lot of things. And, of course, Courtney Ramey had, like, 18 the other night for uh, Arizona. He was completely shredding whoever was guarding him. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my, my, my bro, that's, like, that's what Illinois needed right there. If they wanted to get to a Final Four, compete for a national championship, like, I thought that was the dude. But they need Sky Clark, Jaden Epps, and Sir Harris. They need two of those guys to be playing at a sophomore type level by the by middle February. If they're able to do that, then they'll be all right. So you may see some bumps along the way, but as long as they're ready to go mid February, that's gonna be able to get them to that next level and get them to competing in March. And like hopefully getting hopefully getting you know going deep in the in the in the Big Ten tournament, have a good matchups have good matchups for the NCAA tourney so we can kill the jokes. Hey, no second weekend, no this, no that. Get to this next <laughs> level. Just get there. I, I still think without Courtney Ramey, they're good enough to make to the second the second weekend this year. They, I think so. I thought they were last year. I, I think so this year as well. Again, they are going to need either Sky Clark or Arjun Melendez or – Ty Rogers, they need somebody to be more ball dominant and be more um, more of a playmaker than what they currently have. Because um, I, mean, I get, yeah, and gotta take care of. Yeah, the ball. Gotta yep. take- but like again, I I think for for Illinois fans, I was high on your team coming into this year. Um, I said they might be better than Indiana. I gave people that argument. Um, like. I do think that this team has a lot of promise. It's just that, again, they're trying to figure things out. They're, they're putting all these pieces together. So so don't get too frustrated at, you know, losing to Virginia. One, Virginia looks fantastic. But two, um, you know, don't get too frustrated, even if they dropped a game to, like, to Syracuse, right? They, they, they very well could, you know – um, lose that game, Syracuse shoots them out of the gym, right? Like, in, and they lose that game, or they lose to Maryland, or they, you know, get blown out by 30 by Texas. Like, don't get too frustrated in the next couple weeks about the results because come February, hopefully they've figured out the problems. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Give, 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 give me your biggest surprise this year, and then, and then we'll end it. You probably have biggest surprise like all of college basketball for the Big Ten. Oh, for the Big Ten, I, I think the biggest surprise for me so far, and I, I think I'm going to steal your thunder here, so you could talk about them a bit too. But I think how how good Maryland has looked to start the year, um, as far as the Big Ten goes. Um, again, you have them fourth in your power rankings. I don't think. I think when people were talking about the bottom of the league, they put three teams in the bottom of the league. They put Nebraska, Northwestern, and they put Maryland. And the fact that Maryland has walked into a couple very, very good teams um, and won, and won handedly, by the way, um, uh, is a promising sign for the Big Ten in general. Um, I'm trying to pull up their uh, who they've beaten. Uh, so I am not – talking Saint out the side of Lewis my mouth is very very good like yep. you are, are people are going to see st louis like oh all they did was be st louis forget the name on the front of the jersey this st louis team is going to possibly win the atlantic 10 and the atlantic 10 is really good this year yep is yep. really really good this year this is a league with davidson they've got dayton in there they've got vcu They've got Loyola Chicago. They have got legit programs. Legit programs. Yeah. They they should be number two. They should be number two. This is a St. Louis team 
who they like like their last like they they beat Providence. <laughs> like they beat yep. they beat Providence. This is a Providence team who I believe was undefeated. They beat Memphis. They beat a very good Murray State team. A Murray State team who went on the road. No, no, no. They beat a Texas A&M team coached by Buzz. Buzz is one of the best coaches in the country. But they went there and they beat A&M. Like, they beat that Murray State team by 23 points. By 23 points. Murray State beat Texas A&M by nine. They also beat Miami. Yeah, they also beat Miami. And, like, again, Miami got um, the Kansas State transfer. Uh, oh, what's his name? His name is absolutely escaping me. Who got the bag? What's his name? Yeah, Nigel, Nigel Pack. Pack. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigel Pack. Um, you know, they have, like, Miami has good pieces. They beat them by 18. Yes. Yes. They, like, from the big, from, from two minutes in, I was like, Maryland's a way better team than Miami. Way better. Forget yeah. Isaiah yeah. Wong. Forget Nigel Pack, forget um, I think his name was like uh, Harlan Beverly. Forget all, forget all these guys on Miami, bro. Forget them all. Forget them all. Like this Maryland team is legit. I didn't know that Dante Scott was back. I didn't mm. know that he was back. Uh, I thought mm. that he had left. That he had like went to the next level, gone pro, just right. something. I completely forgot that he was back this year. Uh, I was, you know, I was high on a few guys coming back. I was like, hey, look, hey, look, you got to know that you know, Julian Reese is coming back. He's primed for a breakout year. Akeem Hart, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. But Dante Scott mm-hmm. is playing like a first-team All-Big Ten player. And that's dangerous. Yep. That's dangerous because he is a monster of a four man. If you if you are small at the four, you are going to be in trouble guarding that man. He scores at all three levels. He hits the three yep. at like a what like a forty eight percent clip, and he's six eight. He's about two forty, and he's physical. He's every bit of two forty, by the way. You said what? He's every bit of two forty. He's every he's bit huge. of. He's listed at two thirty. That dude is not two thirty. That dude ain't been at two thirty in a long time. That dude yes. is <laughs> He's two forty plus, but he's out here yeah. and he's not. He is not passing the ball, bro. Like he's going at your neck. He will post you up if you want to go small. He'll take you out on the wing if you want to go big. That dude mm-hmm. is an absolute problem. Julian Reese is playing good basketball. Hakeem Hart is a 6'8 guard who nobody wants to talk about, but he was one of the most efficient players last year. And, of course, once again, 58% from the floor, 43% from three, 86% from the free throw line. He's one of the most efficient players in the country once again. He's averaging about 12-5. and five. Very solid very solid number three. And then you have Jameer Young, who's also playing really good basketball. He needs to take care of the ball a bit more, but he's the transfer from Charlotte. Uh, he's adding really nice balance to the team. Uh, but I think one of the nicer additions um, who we saw in the last couple games is Donald Carey. He had 16 against St. Louis, 12 against Miami. Just played really good in both those games. Was 8 for 19 from three in those games. He turned up his aggressiveness. He wasn't shooting those types of shots against Niagara, Western Carolina, Binghamton. I think he got challenged by the coaches. Say, hey, look, you need to do more for this team. And I think he took that to heart. I think he took that to heart. I know some of you have mentioned on that team, and a lot of people are going to know who he is because he didn't play a lot for Maryland uh, last year. Jahari Long has given them very good minutes off the bench. Um, he's their backup uh, point guard. He's, yeah. he's, he leads the team in assists and steals in 14 minutes a game, man. Um, I, I, he's just a ball of energy when he comes in. He's that blue guy. 
Yeah, he's a glue guy. Glue yeah, he, he he does all the little things really well. So if you don't watch them play, it's kind of like whatever. He only averages like 14 minutes a game, but he's very impactful with the 14 minutes he's in. Like, Willard's a good coach. Uh, and again, like the Big Ten, as, as far as like yes. coaching goes, is so deep. Like we, we're running – we are running – Frank Hoiberg out of the conference. A former NBA head coach, former, you know, Iowa State, you know, built basically built Iowa State into what they are are now or, or what they were, right? And, and we're running him out the damn conference. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Overall, just uh try to try to open our eyes every single every single day. And um for the rest of t- today, in terms of in terms of like in terms of like big games for for the for the Big Ten, you know, we still got the like, Auburn Northwestern is the one I'm circling. I want to see, I want to see if Northwestern is ready to take a leap because I I know two of their better players are now starting for Duke and mm. North Carolina, which is crazy to me, but. Robbie Barron, he is now he now has an opportunity, and he's played really really well as option three, and the number one big man on this team. Chase Adige and Boo Booies have got to be huge today, but I think Robbie Barron is going to have to be big against um, against some of um, Auburn's guys. You know, you yeah. have guys like uh, you have guys like Yoan Troy, who yeah. is an NBA draft type of guy. Um, you got guys like Johnny Broom. So, like, they Auburn is going to have some dudes, and we're going to see Northwestern is, re- is ready to win these types of games. Right, yeah. We're going to learn a lot about Northwestern tonight. Um, it's funny because you were talking about Robbie Barrett. I thought you were about to say he has the chance to audition for Duke next year. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not, not going to do that. I'm not no, 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 no. No, I, I do think Chris Collins can turn Northwestern into a good basketball program. But again, like it's so hard to win at Northwestern again because of like there's it's not like naturally a basketball school. There's you have to deal with the admissions of Northwestern. And then there's just, you know, the 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 teams that you're competing with for recruits in the area, like Wisconsin has their own niche. Iowa's gonna get certain players, Illinois is gonna try to go in Chicago. Uh, Michigan State tries to go in Chicago. Kentucky goes in Chicago. IU preferably would like to go into Chicago and get players. So it's so tough because you're not just recruiting against, like, you know, DePaul. You're, you're recruiting against the entire country for recruits. Um, and then you have those high admission standards as well. So, again, it, it's like you're you're already coaching in college basketball, which is a tough job, but you're not recruiting on, like, Heisman difficulty. Right, exactly, exactly. But, yo, um, I'm ready to watch this Indiana game. Why? Because this dude that I did a video on plays for Arkansas Little Rock. Um, mm. I, um, I, was watching, I was watching this kid from – he ended up at Memphis uh, last year. I totally forget his name. Uh, Memphis basketball. Let's go to last – Let's go to last year's um, roster right quick. It's 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 just completely leaving me right now. Um, uh, he was a freshman last year. Here, I got him, Josh Minot. So Josh Josh Minot. Mm. I was watching him because I was doing a video on him for my Memphis people. So they wanted a video, so I made him one. As I'm watching this game, right. Josh Minot is getting everything from this other dude. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> like, who is this guy? And I had to, like, do a bunch of research, and I, I, I put out a tweet, I think, like, hey, does anyone know who this kid is? Da, da, da. So, like, his dad hit me up, like, hey, that's my son. Da, da, da. So, like, I got to know – about him, his family, and I got a, I got like more film from him, so I was able to do a video on him for Chris Walker, and uh, and uh, and he ended up redshirting last year, 
but he looks like he's playing this year and averaging about nine points. So interested to see, interested to see how that goes. Um, so that should be um, that should be good. That should be good. That should be good. Yep, and then uh, Michigan plays tonight as well, right? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need them to look like a look like a, look 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 like a a team who who shows semblance of something. It's like, like mm. yes, you know, Jet is really good. Yes, Hunter is. Well, Jet's really good on one side of the ball. I think we need yeah. to preface that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he is he is really good. Really good offensive player. Um, Hunter is a really good center, and you know he's like a first teamer in the conference. And with his numbers, like you're you're looking at someone who should be in, in All American this year. But I don't know if that's going to happen with this with the with the team's success. But like they they just gotta they have to they they don't have an identity. And I thought they were they had one. But I was completely wrong. Um, they need an I. They need an identity, and I, and they need it. They they they, they need it badly, badly. Um, whether it's how offenses ran, how they are on defense, they have to be louder. They have to communicate better. Um, or like we 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 keep talking about how good the Big Ten is. If they're not ready by the time Big Ten play starts, they're gonna get shredded by teams. They're gonna be treated like 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 the way that Arizona State treated them. They're gonna it's gonna be worse. It's gonna, it's gonna be worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean like I, I can't imagine this iteration of Michigan trying to guard the Trace Jackson Davis Xavier Johnson ball screen. Like oh. like they would get absolutely destroyed. Uh, all right, all right. We're we're gonna end this. <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> All I'm saying is Michigan's got a lot to work on. However, Juwan is a very good head coach. I mean, people were memeing about Mel Tucker and Juwan Howard references. By people, I mean Connor was memeing about it. Um, but like for real, he's a really good head coach um, and and a really good basketball mind. Like again, like the Miami Heat were kind of sad that they lost him. Right, as a member of their coaching staff, and right? just to say, like his his pedigree and what people actually think of him. So again, he's gonna figure this out. And if anybody can motivate his son to play defense, it's gonna be him. I don't think it's a guarantee. I don't think that's a guarantee. I, I, I really don't think that's a guarantee. I'm just telling you, I would be extreme. He was in the circle. Sorry, I'm watching the Indiana game. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but I, I I'm I'm fairly certain that he he will he will figure it out again. He's he's too he's too smart of a guy to not to not figure out this team. Uh, now, will they be as good as people thought they were going through your pop? Maybe not. Um, but I still think they'll probably make the NCAA tournament and squeak in as one of the one of the lower seeds again this year. Which won't be fun to, for you they're to watch because because they're gonna they're not they're gonna, gonna have to squeak in a tournament they're they crazy. they are gonna squeak in because no n- okay here's why here's why okay and here's why no 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 they're gonna go eight and twelve in conference play okay they're gonna go eight and twelve they go eight and twelve there there's no shot they're gonna go eight and twelve oh they will go eight and twelve and here's why Hunter is too good of a player. To not make the NCAA tournament, okay? Eight and twelve does not get them anywhere. It gets them to. I, I think. I think they. I think it will. I think it will. And especially since the how good the Big Ten is looking so far this year. I think uh, again, a lot of teams are going to be end up ranked. Oh, they will have a lot of quad one wins um, going into Selection Sunday. You think they're going to have quad one wins? Yeah, I, I do think Michigan will end up upsetting a couple of the teams again you you saw the shooting display they can put on when they're shooting well like jet can pop off hunter can pop off what what display what display are are, are we talking about i mean it was against northern arizona but like you know it's possible oh my god they didn't even play northern arizona 
I mean, I know they're in Arizona. Who, who did they play the first game of the season? Now you're just making up stuff. No, no, I'm not making. I'm not making up stuff. I'm telling you, Ant. I'm telling you, you're tough on them because you love them. But I, I swear to you, he's gonna figure it out. This team has promise. It's just they gotta they gotta fix their defense. Yeah, which I'm I'm I am still wondering which game you're talking about. There are lights out. Uh, I was talking about. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Jet was lights out. Not the not the starting backcourt. The starting backcourt's a whole other issue. Um because uh what are they guess what you need in college basketball to do well. Guess what are they I know, what are they three of twenty from three? Guess, guess what you need in college basketball. A good backcourt. backcourt. Yeah. And and yeah, from three let me let me do the math again. Let me see. Look, I'm trying to pump some hopium into into the Michigan fan no, base here. You can't do that. You can't. Yes, I can. <laughs> because the Michigan fan base is probably the most educated fan base out there because of me. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Okay. Right. You guys aren't you guys aren't making into the tournament. You all suck. There you go. Not and yeah, the podcast. As a fight, well, that's that's facts. Those are all fans. <laughs> all right, so look. All right, all right. So look, Jalen Llewellyn is two. Jalen Llewellyn is two for seventeen. He has to be better than that. I'm telling you. Look, two he, for seventeen. He was a forty percent shooter, right? In his career, Kobe is two for nineteen from three. The starting backcourt is mm. four for 36 from three. Looking like Indiana. No, no. Indiana <laughs> was never that bad from distance. Not a chance. No, I know. No shot. No shot. All right. Well, look, they have to return to the mean. Okay, the averages have to return to the mean. Llewellyn is not as bad of a shooter as he has been this year, like statistically in his college career. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? He has not been this bad. It's just a confidence thing. I know I'm talking to this to you and you're like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. But he's he is better than he has yes. shown statistically this year. Now there's a whole lot of other problems. He doesn't look like he can defend at a high level. He doesn't look like he can run an offense that that Michigan wants at a high level. He, he get looks sped up. He's making wrong decisions. He's not looking confident. But if he can get into a rhythm as a shooter, he's a better shooter than four of. 16 or 18 or 26 or whatever he is. You're killing me. I know I'm killing you, but it's true. He's a, he statistically came in as a better shooter than that. Again, he played a lot of one and two for Princeton. Like they ran sets for him to shoot the ball last year at Princeton. And then he comes to Michigan and can't hit a shot. This doesn't, doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, they have a new point guard every year, so next year we'll be talking about one. That's so. true. <laughs> that's that's true. Like, why 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 in college basketball when you want some continuity in your backcourt does Michigan refuse to have continuity in the backcourt? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> and you know what, bro? You know what they can use right now? They can use some Frankie Collins in the backcourt. Not gonna lie. Oh, oh, you don't mean that. You uh, you don't mean that. You know what? Frankie doesn't need to shoot the ball, but it's bad when you're watching the – if they can't even initiate the offense. Like, that's how bad it's gotten. They can't even initiate the offense. Like, yeah, that's the problem. It's not the fact about shooting and – you know what? That's up and down. But – you can't struggle with starting the offense. That's the last thing you should be struggling with. Oh. 
By the way, Trace is out this game for IU, and Renew just hurt his back a little bit and is now sitting on the bench. Oh, uh, it's race, race and uh, Hulk. It's a race and Logan Duncan show. Oh, Hulk! I saw that. And, and now race is down on the ground. Great, this is this is going well. Well, Chris Walker's zero for three. That's my boy. He got two rebounds though, but he's he's shooting that thing. But I'm gonna go watch that game. Uh, we went way over, but you know it's all good. Also, we got into Michigan. That's what also, happens. I can't. You know what, man. Braden Smith is going to absolutely. He's so good. They're going to put Michigan's point guards in absolute prison. I, Braden, I told you Braden Smith is good. I, I'm very happy he's actually like turned out. Like, like doesn't mean that like like you got to be number one fan Braden Smith. Okay. I, that is a white person joke. I look nothing like Braden Smith. <laughs> I look nothing like Braden Smith. You could walk around Purdue's campus right now in like Purdue basketball gear. It's like, oh, look, it's Braden Smith. I don't. Th- doesn't Braden Smith have a buzz cut? No, 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 no. I could pass as Trey Galloway at Indiana, but I can't pass as Braden Smith. No, you could- Trey Galloway's like six seven. Okay, give me stilts, and I can pass as Trey Galloway. <laughs> Give you some Tims. Give you some yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me some Tims and some 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 uh, extra socks and some napkins and and I can pass the trick out. It'd be fine. It'll be good to go. Uh, all right, I'll let you go. All right. Enjoy Adios, Sam. Uh, you gonna do a space by the way for the Michigan game? Uh, yeah, probably at halftime and then you know again after. after. You gonna do playback as well? Yeah, I'm gonna be in playback too. At- okay, all right. I'll be in the room for that. So, all right. All right. Cool. Jackson Adios. State's like 0 and 3 or something. So, um, if they struggle, I am totally, I am, I am, mm. I am, I am just beside myself. Like, they lost to this Little Rock team by three. Hey, look, every game's been yep. within 10, though. They, they, they lost to Little Rock by three, they lost to Tulsa by six. Lost Christian by nine. Okay, so here we go again. Here we go again. You know that they don't play a home game until January 7th? Little Rock? No, Jackson's Jackson State. Jackson State doesn't play a home game until oh they, they're on the they're on the make money for uh Coach Prime tour. Yes. <laughs> 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 Coach Prime got that that got that sponsorship with Walmart, but really, what's making Coach Prime money is the Jackson State basketball team. Hey, he is out here, dog. He is out here. I don't know where he goes next year. Caleb Banks is playing early. Yeah, he is. He's in right now. CJ Gunn, tough pull up. No, it doesn't make it. Yeah, Caleb Banks is in early. Again, I I think Indiana wins this game comfortably with our bench. Um, so where is CJD? I don't see him on the bench. Yeah, he is. He's in a suit. He's uh, next to Kenya Hunter right now. Mike Woodson's so old school. Oh, they all they all have to wear suits. The guys love it too. They like they post TikToks of them going buying suits for 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 Mike Woodson. See, I think players like yo. All right, all right, all right. so so I so okay. I suggested to um, one of my partners who run the sites to to like have a series on on drip like who comes to the games like the best and like go over like what they bought like their brand and all that stuff and i told them all like, the players would love it yeah i think that they would yeah. love that stuff yep no they would they would that would get so much traction with the players and the players they think about these outfits like they're nba players yeah and then like if we start to like rank them like something's gonna be real oh. bad. Like, hold up, hold up. Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be sick. Oh, great rejection for CJ Gunn there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that would be that would be sick. That's actually such a good idea. That's actually an unbelievably good idea because the guys are just like they would seek they would seek out your guys too. They're like, hey, you like this drip? Like, hey, look at my outfit. <laughs> look, at- they're like, look, they'll like show it off. they be like, I got this, I got this, I got this, and then like, well, I'm yeah. like. Links of where to buy it <laughs> and all that. 
Right. No, exactly. And then like that could be like an NIL thing too, because the guys yeah, are going to be sponsored yeah, for, for, yeah, for showing off stuff. Exactly. It, it comes full circle. Some, some uh, free stuff. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, uh, yeah, it's funny. Cause yeah. So you see about TikTok and like, you know, they're clowning um, Trace for wearing his Gucci shoes for the third time. Like, don't you always wear those shoes, Trace? <laughs> you always got those on. <laughs> <laughs> They would, oh, they would love it. They would love it, bro. They would love it. And then, like, like get in with one of the managers, like, take a take pictures of them walking in, or like, someone get them walking in, or like the person like, send them in or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get get like a video. Get them walking the runway into the locker room. Right? Like... <laughs> Your fan base would hate it, though. They should be focused on the game and not focused on on my on their on their own. I don't I don't know. I don't know because like they hate Miller Cop, but they absolutely love his content. Like Miller Cop does like vlogs on YouTube. He also does like he's like he's got his own TikTok brand and he like it's called Primal. Like it's like based off the you know like the 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 uh the guy that just like only eats like liver, like liver king. You know that? Yeah, it's based off of him. He's yeah. like, you gotta be primal. Yeah. He like sells the merch. Like you go to the IU games, there's people in the stands wearing his damn merch. <laughs> it's like it's like it's a thing. Like oh. the, the people love like actually like seeing the players and like I don't know. It, it, like Bloomington just they go crazy for players. So all right. For the fourth time, I'll holler at you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go, See you in about an hour. Oh, go. Oh, yes. Yes, sir.